We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's going on, everyone? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Ducks Dish podcast. I'm your host, Max Torres, publisher and lead editor of Ducks Digest, covering the Oregon Ducks for Sports Illustrated on Fan Nation. Big episode of the podcast today. I am joined today okay. by 2022 Oregon offensive line signee Dave Yuli. How you living, man? Thanks for being here. Yes, sir. I'm living good. I'm living good. Appreciate you, man. Thanks for having me here. You know, I'm I'm excited to get this going. Definitely, I I love bringing the commits and signees on, and and you know, kind of getting to share a little bit of your guys' story with uh, you know the Oregon fan base and and you know college football fans. Yes, sir. Hey, you know, the Eugene fans don't play. The Eugene fans don't play. So that's why I'm excited. When you're hitting me up about the podcast, it's like, you know, talking about, oh, yeah, you know, I love to do a podcast about the Ducks, you know, just let the people know out there. I was like, yeah, let's do it, man. You know, let the Eugene people know for sure. Cool, man. Well, let, let's hop into it. Kind of want to try to hit on a couple different areas here. But uh, to, to start, I want to I want to dial it way back. Let's uh, let's talk about, you know, just what your childhood was like. Uh, you know, growing up, what what was that kind of like for you? Where, where are you from? The Washington area originally? Oh uh, yeah, no, I'm not from the Washington area. I'm from uh, I'm actually from American Samoa. So I'm from American Samoa, and you know, we moved out here in a like around 2010, 2011, and you know, we've been staying in Washington ever since. You know, staying around the Puyallup area. You know, uh, but my brother was out here first before all of us. He came out here for school and stuff. So, uh, you know, we he gave us an opportunity and stuff to come out here. And, you know, it was just awesome to come out here. And now, you know, I had a huge opportunity in football. And I was here. So we started in American Samoa. W- what was that like, man? I mean, I imagine it's got to be quite a bit different from out here. What was your childhood like growing up there? Oh, man, it was very different. I mean, you know, it, it's the island life, you know. And my, my family grew up around it. My mom, my dad, even my sister and stuff. And I'm the youngest in the family, too. But the, uh, but the island life was definitely hard. You know, uh, it's not easy out there. You know, not much money and stuff like that. Uh, I used to go to a private school when I was young called Manumalo. And I used to be out there. And, you know, just all you'll wear, man, is kind of different from here. You wouldn't, like, wear shoes, stuff like that. You're going to wear flip-flops all day, you know. And if you went to school and you had like cool sandals on, like the Jordan sandals, you'll be like seen as like the coolest guy in school. So you know what I mean. So like back then, it was just all about that. But definitely the island island life wasn't easy. And but you know we we got a great opportunity to come here and stuff like that. But when I was a young kid, it was just a lot of chores, a lot of discipline, respect, 
you know, respect your parents, listen to your parents and your family members, and, you know, you'll grow up to be a, a fine soldier and, you know, a fine warrior. You, you mentioned that the island life uh, wasn't easy for you, Dave. Uh, how has that kind of helped mold you into the young man that you've become today, would you say? Yes, sir. Um, I think it's huge for me. Like, it, it created me as a man in huge, in different ways. You know what I mean? Because I think what pushes me a lot more in football is my culture. You know, just talking about, uh, you know, before when I go on the field and stuff like that, I listen to some of my Samoan music and things like that. So my culture is definitely one thing that, uh, that supports me the most on the football field. But not only that, just like motivates me, you know, keeps that confidence going for me. But overall, my culture is my heart and my pride, man. That's why I got this tattoo on me and stuff like that. I want to let the people know I'm a proud Samoan. I feel like, you know, a lot of the, the Polynesian culture, that that's one of the characteristics I think I associate the most with is pride. You know, why, why do you yeah. think, what do you think makes Samoan people, you know, so proud of that culture? And, and why is that important to you? Well, you know, it starts off with our parents. But, you know, when, when growing up, you, there, there's a different understanding when, you know, being grown up as a Polynesian uh, kid and being grown up as in the, in the States. You know what I mean? Because for us, it was all about when you grow up, you be strong, you listen to your parents. But not only that, you see things that, that you need to pay attention to, that you learn from. But it was just all about respect. You know what I mean? I think it runs in all of the culture uh, pride that everyone has to, you know, be strong, represent the culture. You know, that's what our people is back in the island, man. We're all strong. You know what I mean? You know, we represent our culture well and we fight through anything with our heart. You know what I mean? So. That, that's just how it is for every someone you know the the culture thing is huge to us man especially family you know we, that that's a huge thing in the small culture is just the representing your family that last name that you got on your back that's what you got to represent you know what i mean every 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 islander knows that's why when you uh read another islander's name it's kind of hard to read and stuff every islander name is different their ancestors and stuff and they're trying to represent make that last name huge man the family aspect has been important for, uh, you know, other Oregon athletes that we've seen come through Eugene. You know, you look at the the Sewell family, they're obviously very tight knit, you know, Panay, when, when he made it to the league, he was talking about giving back to his parents. And uh, I'm yep. sure, you know, that's kind of the, the same deal that, that Noah was hoping for once, uh, once he wraps up his time here. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So when, when you were growing up uh, on the islands, Dave, when, when did uh, sports kind of get into the picture for you? What was your what sports were you playing growing up? Growing up, I, I, I didn't play any sports growing up, man. I think I was just a social active kid. That was about it. And I was just a huge kid I, coming in first grade through uh, through sixth grade and going up to uh, just till now. I've been huge my whole life. You know what I mean? I've been that kid in class where it's just like, oh, he's the biggest kid in class. You know what I mean? So sometimes I'll need a bigger desk. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it happens sometimes. But um, but yeah, man, that uh, just coming through all those grades, I was just looked at as a huge player and I used that towards football. You know what I mean? My parents, my brother, they started pursuing me. They started pushing me towards football. Go to practice, go to practice. And uh, when I was young, I didn't, I wasn't the greatest player, but that's why I kind of motivated off coming in freshman year. You know what I mean? Okay, so it sounds like your your family was kind of pushing you in, in that direction of football. Uh, when did that kind of get into the picture for you? Because you said that you didn't really play sports very much growing up. Yes, sir. I think uh, around fifth grade when I was playing for – it started off playing at Spanaway Spartans, and then after that I went to Rough Riders. I think Rough Riders is really uh, – when I noticed my talent, I could take it farther, uh, was – 
you know, I, we, we won, you know, the championships twice in a row, but I was in seventh and eighth grade, but that was just a huge thing, you know what I mean? And also playing with top guys and, you know, FBU, Football University, I got to travel a lot for all of that, go to Texas, Florida, all that. So I got the overall experience, and that was the best thing about that journey was that you you got to experience great things with great players, and that's what made, uh, motivated other players too. So, um, but yeah, man, you know, I think I just persuading it because, um, you know, I also love the game. I love the game. You know what I mean? Football is, you know, a lot of polys, they make it there up there. So I started motivating off that too. And, you know, I just, you know, I just got to do it for the culture, man. Do it for the fam. Do it for the fam. Yeah, man. I mean, so c- coming over to the States, I think you said that was around when you were 10 years old. Um, uh, around like uh, seven, seven, seven. Or eight. Okay. Yeah, seven or eight. Um, you know, obviously that's still pretty early in your life, but I mean, that's a huge yeah. change, man. Just, just kind of yeah. take me through what, what that was like for you and, you know, kind of getting adjusted out here, what that was like. Uh, getting adjusted out here. I mean, you know, it wasn't pretty hard because the English part was that, uh, American Samoa, they talked a lot of English. So when I came out here, I didn't really had a problem with that, but overall adjusting to it, talking about clothes wise, you know what I mean? Coming out here and, you know, my parents had to work. And stuff like that. And my brother mostly took me to school and stuff like that. We just had the whole life. Uh, life was different. You know, you wouldn't walk to school. You'll uh, you'll you'll drive to school. You know what I mean? So um, but the life was definitely different from here and compared to the islands for sure. OK, so we talked a little bit about the the fashion being a, a difference. Um, yeah. what, what do you think was maybe the hardest thing for you to uh, adjust to? Because you talked about it being kind of easy. But is there anything that you yeah. kind of think back to and you're like, man, that was that was quite a change for me? I think it was making friends for me. I think it was uh, coming into school. Yeah, man. I think because uh, when I came to school, I was the biggest kid, man. Like, I was a huge kid. So I think I kind of looked at as, like, a kid that was kind of like a uh, – like, would look like a bully but wasn't. You know what I mean? But I think that was it. It was just, like, coming in a new, uh, new place and I had to make new friends and stuff like that. Just how every new kid is. And uh, it was just, like, first grade. I, t- I got some – man, I still remember it was uh, Miss Kirkendall. Miss Kirkendall, you know, she was the best. You know, she always gave me extra pizza and stuff like that, extra box fruits and stuff. So, you know, she always snuck in my bag and stuff. But, you know, I, but all that, through that whole time, you know, I think that's what, that's what kind of made me how to re- uh, realize like that was the hardest. Yeah, that was the hardest part was making friends, man, trying to meet new people for sure. It, it, it makes sense. I think, you know, when you look at a young kid coming from so far away, but I, I've never met you, Dave, but just by seeing you on social media and these other interviews, like you're just a super bubbly yeah. and energetic person. So like now I, I feel like I could never picture that because you're always, you know, out there, you know, making friends and, and being a face in the community. Yes, sir. Hey, well, you know, I talked about it with Coach Lanning and all uh, and Coach Clem and stuff like that. We got to have somebody that come with that energy, you know what I mean? And coming with that energy, not only energy, but come with leadership. Not just like somebody who be talking, talking, talking. Yeah, jokes are fun at the end of the day. But at the same time, I kind of tie my energy into also with leadership. You know what I mean? Because people see the energy off the field. You know what I mean? They don't see the energy on the field. So that's also what I want people to see as well. But the energy is positive on the field. That's just how we got to keep it going. I was talking to Noah about it too. So. Well, I, I love getting a, a better picture of kind of who you are off the field, you know, coming up uh, as a young player. Um, Want to talk now kind of about your recruitment a little bit and, you know, talk about yeah. some some football. So, you know, with you, Dave, you, uh, you know, decided to open things back up after, uh, you know, the coaching shakeup. Um, you yep. ended up get, going out to Miami for that visit. 
um, with Mario and, and Alex Mirabal, who are your you know top recruiters here. Um, just kind of take us inside there. You know, what, what was that trip like to Miami um, when, when you went out there and got to you know reunite with them for a bit? I mean, you know, the trip the trip was awesome. You know, uh, like Miami, without a doubt, like when they tell you Miami is is a different place, it's a different world. You know, what I mean, it's not even a different place; it's a different world. So, uh, but when I went down there and I saw Coach Cristobal, Coach um, Salabaer, Coach Mirabal, all those guys, it, if like it was another place, it it was kind of hard to explain. But the relationship was definitely there. You know what I mean? Like, you know, there is no problem with that. We have the relationship and everything like that going. You know, uh, but overall, you know, I just felt like Miami was at the end of the day, Miami was an awesome school. You know, especially with Coach uh, uh, Crystal Ball and stuff like that, because it, it, I had to make my decision to the last second. You know what I mean? I had to make my decision to the last second, and Miami was definitely up there for me. But overall, man, Miami trip was super fun. You know, not just fun, but just overall what they're building out there and what they got the program going out there. They're definitely building something great out there with Coach Crystal Ball as well. So much respect to him, man. He's really developing a, a pretty strong staff and, and they closed well in, in the recruiting cycle as well. So you talked about the relationship being there. Let's kind of bring it back closer to home with uh, with the Ducks and, you know, your your future uh, coaching staff. The, the Ducks are kind of in a weird spot here because I think me personally, you know, once I saw that, uh, you know, they got you on campus out there in Miami, I was like, man, like, I feel like he might he might uh, not necessarily end up there, but obviously they had a really good shot with you. So yeah. when, when, when you, when you look at uh, Dan Lanning and the ducks, what, what was that kind of like, you know, when they were getting the ball rolling with you and, and, you know, what they were pitching to you? Um, You know, when I came down here to um, Oregon, it was, it was like, it just felt like home again. You know what I mean? Like coming down to Oregon, Eugene, like they weren't joking about it when you, you know, when you come down to Eugene, it feels like home. But overall, when I came down to, uh, to the vision, man. Coach Lanny had that energy. You know, they wasn't playing when they said Dan is the man. You know, so you know Dan is really the man. You know, he's he brought guys with him, and you know all the coaching staff that he's brought along with him, and things like that. I feel like uh, Coach Lanny is going to change the program. You know what I mean? And we're we're just going to come stronger this year. And you know, is I feel like there's no rebuild to be done. You know what I mean? We just had a high coach come from SEC level down to Pac-12 level. You know what I mean? And that's a huge factor. But also, you know, we'll never know. We, we, we got to see what you got to put in that work. You work on the field and, you know, just keep it going. But overall, Coach Dan, Coach Dan, he's an awesome guy. I love Coach Dan. A lot of a lot of praise for, for Oregon's new head coach. Uh, you know, David, I think it was in your commitment video. Um, you know, we, we got to the shot of you out there on the on the field. Uh, I believe it was with Ben Roberts and Dan. Oh, yeah. Uh, hitting the hawk like doing doing the haka i mean just take me through like what a unique moment that was to to have your head coach you know doing the haka with you Mm -hmm. at at midfield i mean that that's got to be a pretty cool moment for you and also as a recruiter man not even just as a player yet like i'm just a recruiter and you know at that time i was a recruiter and now i'm a commitment so uh i'm a uh so but overall going with coach lanny man coach lanny i can't believe he did it man it took him a few tries it took him a few tries, but Coach Lan, Coach Dan, he got it down. Like I told him, look, when I say "Don't you say "Tita," you know, just hit your chest. That's all you got to do. 
you know, and he got it down like the third try and it was awesome. And, you know, I, I think that was his first time ever doing that. I think he's never done it. So uh, I told him, hey, man, you know, that's my um, that's my welcome to you from the depths. So, you know, that's my welcome to you. So, but yeah, man, that, that was an awesome moment. He'll remember that for the rest of his life for sure. I'm sure you'll remember it too, man, seeing uh, as it was, you know, during that that final visit out here to Eugene. We, we talked about how important the Polynesian culture is to you, but I'm kind of just interested in, you know, I feel like Oregon as, as a university and, and as an athletic department has really embraced the Polynesian culture. You know, you look at the Ohana uniforms, uh, the, the players that have come through the program, like the Sewells and, and Marcus. Um, what, what's that kind of like to to be recruited by a school that, you know, is is really putting that forward? You know, you got Tony Tuioti on the staff um, and just having these Polynesian connections. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. You know, the the Polynesian connection is huge in Oregon. You know, like coming in, even Coach Dan Lanning, he was kind of a little surprised. He was talking to me about it. But that's what I loved about Oregon is that when I came and stuff like that, I had the time to spend around the uh, boys and stuff like that, teammates and everything like that, all of them just felt like, you know, they, they could connect with me because I'm a poly too, you know what I mean? And at the end of the day, we know we're all kind of raised up from the same uh, same teachings, you know, same teachings, but just from different parents. So that's the way I saw it. And I, I love the Polynesian culture, man. And I feel like they're going to come bigger this year with the Polynesian culture, you know what I mean? We're just going to come bigger and bigger with the Polynesian culture. So uh, it's just going to get bigger and bigger from here, man. Love to hear it, man. I, I love watching that. And, and there's definitely been a lot of talented players that have come through here. And you look like you're the next in line. We, we've talked about uh, Dan the man, as you called him. Um, you know, but I wanted to, to talk about your position coach, Adrian Clem. You know, coming over from, from the Steelers uh, is obviously, you know, a, a guy who has some, some really good experience. As I throw some, some of your highlights here on for the YouTube channel. Um <laughs> kind of bring it to life a little bit but yeah tell me about adrian clem because I, I haven't gotten to meet him personally and just you know see some youtube videos here and there what, what was your relationship like with him and kind of how you view him as a coach man adrian clem was 
he's an awesome guy, first off. You know, like, all these guys I'm saying on the list, even though, like, I'm not saying, you know, I'm not joking. You know, these guys are awesome guys. Coach Clem uh, came with that energy, too. But also, I think with the thing with Coach Clem, he kept it real with me. You know what I mean? Like, he kept it – he's a straightforward coach and also a super chill coach at the same time. You know, he'll he's that type of coach where you could just go into his office hang out for a little bit, just talk to him, whatever you need and stuff like that. He he will help you, you know what I mean, anything you need. So Coach Clem was not only a helpful guy, but also a guy that I could see that could run that I could run my schemes in, you know what I mean? I mean that I could, I could work my abilities in his scheme. You know, when he was breaking it down to me and he was, like, breaking down what he likes to do, what he likes to do on run plays, what he likes to do on pass plays, I just felt like I could fit that description. So – you know, but overall, Coach Clem, uh, Coach Clem is a great guy, man. Coming in from Steelers and over that, I get, I can see he's a guy that has top, um, you know, he has top, uh, like a guy that just knows everything overall, uh, all around. You know what I mean about O line. So, you know, I love Coach Clem. <laughs> you know, I text him every single day. When I, when I watch your film, Dave, you know, I I feel like just I see you mauling, mauling, mauling guys from whatever side of the ball you're on. You mentioned mm-hmm. how uh, how Coach Clem, you know, was kind of breaking it down for you and, and talking about, you know, how he maybe sees you fitting into his scheme. H- how do you kind mm-hmm. of describe your style and maybe your strengths as a lineman and, and how that will translate to, to what he wants to do at Oregon? Uh, well, there's a lot of things that Coach Clem wants to do at Oregon, but I think overall he said one is that, you know, he he's not – Coach Clem is a straight-up player. He's going to tell you, if you're not the if you're not the best player in your uh, skill position, you're not going to play. You know what I mean? If you don't know your job, you're not going to play. So, um, but overall, about Coach Clem and the schemes that he runs, talking about his run plays and things like that, he's he's just overall a guy that wants to um, have guys that make playmaking plays on the line. You know what I mean? Because you know they be saying playmaking plays, touchdowns, all that, but we make playmaking plays on the line too, and that's opening them gaps, getting it open getting our running back to a free lane to get that touchdown. And that's just what we do. You know what I mean? But he said all this highlight tape, he loves my highlight tape and all that, but he said the tutorial's done. You know what I mean? The tutorial's done and, you know, all that trucking and stuff is not going to happen. We're going to need to focus on technique, how to mold guys, you know, just uh, more than like five yards than we need. You know what I mean? So he, Coach, I already know Coach Clem is going to build me into a great player. He's already sending me stuff uh, to work on my ability and, you know, just, Overall, work on things I need to do. I got a handbook for it, too. So, um, overall, the handbook was pretty cool, and I love the handbook, so it helped me a lot as well. Definitely a lot of talent uh, along the offensive line already here in Eugene, Dave, you know, with the entire line coming back, uh, except for George. Um, for, okay. for you as a as a player, you know, what, when did you kind of – I don't know, like when did you ever have a moment, you know, being an offensive lineman or defensive lineman when, you, you know, you had that contact and you hit somebody and you're like, man, I, I could kind of get used to this. You know, where did that kind of that love for that contact and physicality come from somewhere? Yeah, I, man, like it was about like having guys fear you. You know what I mean? And that's the same with Coach Clem. Coach Clem be saying the same thing. You want to be at a point, you want to be so physical at a point where a dude don't even want to touch you. You know what I mean? And but that's the way it is. Like football is going to be always a physical sport. But overall, man, like I love hitting, you know, but it's just at the end of the day, I think it's important for me to know a lot of technique as well and stuff like that. But but yeah, man, mauling guys and hitting guys, uh, you know, head to head is just a great way of style. But definitely I think on defense, I'm just more of a 
I'm just a headhunter. Wherever that ball go, I'm going. You know what I mean? And if I find the guy with the ball, I'm going to kill you. You know, so – but that, that's just how I am. But for, uh, but overall, offensive line, I love offensive line because you can really, like – you get into a little one-on-one with somebody and stuff like that, then it's just overall you and him the whole game, you know, and that's when you really prove if, if you're that guy or not. So – um, but that's what I love about it, man. I, I don't know which side, but I told Coach, where, wherever you're going to put me, I'll make it work, Coach. That's what I told him. Well, I'm glad you mentioned that because that was one of the interesting notes in your commitment video. It said Dave Uly O-line slash D-line. Is, is that door kind of open for you to maybe play on the defensive line, or what, what was that conversation like? Yeah, I'm I'm definitely open on the playing O-line and D-line, man. You know, if but Coach said that's that's a lot. That's a lot, you know what I mean? But I uh, he on defense, he's talking about getting reps in and stuff like that. Just overall, get your reps in. We'll have guys switch in and out and things like that, and I told Coach, hey, man, I'll do it, you know what I mean? But wherever I fit in the best app for Oregon and what do I need to get done, I'll definitely do it. But I, I, I love that, man. Like, the fact that they put that, too, like, I thought they were just going to put O-line. You know, I thought they were just going to put O-line, but they put defensive line and O-line. So, but I told Coach, hey, man, if you if you need me to be a, be a little headhunter, I'll be a headhunter for you. <laughs> cool, okay. So, yeah, open to, uh, you know, doing a little bit of everything, it sounds like. You, um, you mentioned earlier in the in the podcast, Dave, how, how it's it's not a rebuild for the Ducks. You know, I, I, and I, I would agree yeah. with you. I know I feel like the roster has been built to the point where, you know, there's definitely some pieces that you kind of want to add, but it feels like they're kind yeah. of in that reloading. You know, Mario said when he left that the best roster – or sorry, the uh, best football on the roster is still ahead of these guys. What, what, do, you, yeah. what do you feel like uh, the direction of it – sorry, let me, let me rephrase that. My bad. I got a little ahead of myself. What, what what direction do you think Oregon football is headed in? I think that's kind of a cool big picture question to dig into. Um, I think Oregon, in the, you know, it, you can already see it. You know what I mean? You, you see it. NFTs, things are coming out. Oregon's just becoming bigger and bigger. And I feel like not only the money-wise or, or talking about their facility-wise or anything, the players are going to change the game, man. You know what I mean? If you just look at overall the defense that we have and the offense that we're about to build and things like that, we just want to change the game. But also that starts with how we we put in that work, you know what I mean, uh, of how we practice and how uh, how we train. So but I'm definitely looking forward to the season, you know what I mean? Like we're talking about our first game here against – isn't it Georgia? Our first game is against Georgia. So we have to – like we were talking about it that night. We were like we have to come in and set a game changer, man. You know what I mean? We have to come in, destroy – the the uh, uh the what were they national chance they're national chance mm-hmm. so we just gotta come in make a word you know tell SEC a hey, Pac-12 to stick with you too you know what I mean we just gotta send a message out there and that's that's what we wanna do man so that first game is all about that first game looking to send a message uh you know in his true freshman season talking with Oregon signee Dave Uly Dave we we mentioned sure. uh that you know you said you want to show that Oregon can stick in any game. And I think we definitely saw that last year when they went into Columbus. I was at that game, and it was just crazy to see all of it because, you know, Flo wasn't able to go, yeah. Thibodeau wasn't able to go. A lot of people didn't give the Ducks a chance, but they, they pulled it out. We, we yeah. um, When we look at the history of Oregon football, you know, people are quick to knock them, no national championships. You know, I'm sure you've heard it a million times. Yeah. Um, but I feel like Oregon's history is innovation and just, you know, being game changers and, and doing new things. Yep. What are your thoughts on that? And, you know, I'm sure you're excited to join a school like that. I think 
Oregon is coming in with a great uh, a great team, and you know we're gonna come in with some that you know it it don't even gotta be this season. I feel like in these next two seasons without we're coming in next year and stuff like that, or two years after, we're these next years coming in. I feel like we're gonna change the game. You know what I mean? But uh, talking about everyone that's talking about national title, all that. Oh, you don't got a national title? Well, you know we'll. We can just prove them wrong. You know what I mean? We couldn't even get a national title. That was our first year last year. You know what I mean? Like Pac-12, we got two. We got two Pac-12, uh, Pac but that was just in our conference. Like we, you know, I don't I don't even think we could have went out there and played uh, Bama at that time, right? Yeah, you're talking about uh, in, you're talking about last season? Yeah, yeah, I'm talking about like two seasons ago and stuff like that. We could it was just strictly our conference, Pac-12 conference. So you know, hey, give a, so you know what I'm talking about. You know what I mean? I th- I think are you saying they just have to get it done in the Pac-12 and then to to get to the playoff? No, what I mean is like if you look at Oregon's history, we done it. Like we beat the Pac-12 conference. You know what I mean? So we're only that's that's already the step that we took. Even though Coach Crystal Ball and them took it and stuff like that, but I feel like the program is just going to be bigger. But that's one step that we already took. So what's another step that we could take that's bigger, like Big Five, Big Ten, or, or or something like that? If we could go out there and win against those people this year, or, or even get a national title, those are huge steps. You know what I mean? And coming in next year, we just got to do better. If it's Big Five this uh, this year, then let's make it Big Ten next year. Let's make it national titles next year. You know what I mean? So it's all about improvement, man. We it, 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 like all the history stuff is over with. You know what I mean? That's Pac-12. That was Pac-12 conference. It's a it's a new era. I call it a new era because this is like teams come on. Like when have you ever seen Dutch play Georgia first game? Come on now, man. You know what I mean? So it, it's definitely like things are changing and it's going to be a new era, especially with all these new coaching staff and stuff like that. Coach Miramar going down there to Miami and USC coming to uh, USC having Coach Riley and stuff like that. So it's a new era, man. You know, so. We got to see how it goes, and we're just going to see these next upcoming seasons. This season, we're going to see who's going to be dialed in the, for these next coming up years. Now I see what you mean. Yeah, the, the Ducks have, have proven that they can dominate in the Pac-12, and you know that, yep. that went over Ohio State was a big step, and now you're looking to, to put yourself on that same level as these SEC programs. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Just a couple more for you, Dave, then we'll uh, get you out of here. Um Kind of just wanted to ask, you know, what what's next for you uh, as far as you know the, these upcoming one months? When when are you going to get to Eugene, and are you playing any other sports in high school? Uh, I'm not playing any other sports in high school. I'm just fo- I'm just strictly focused on football right now and just focused on technique because you know I was going to leave in March, but now I'm going to leave during uh fall for fall uh, practice and stuff like that. But I'm gonna go check out uh the March camps and stuff like that and see how it is and um, but. Yeah, man, I think overall for the football team, yeah, yeah man, we doing good. <laughs> we doing good. Can you remind me of your question again? I, I kind of got lost here. No, you're cool, man. I, I was just asking when are you going to be out to Eugene and then it's just if you were playing any other sports right now. Oh, yeah. Okay, so I'm not playing any other sports. And Eugene, I'm going to come back out in Eugene in uh, March time because I'm going to see my family. My family wants to come out there and see because when I took my uh, visit, it was only me that came down there. You know what I mean? So uh, it was just me that came down there, and then, you know, my family didn't come to see. So, yeah. All right. Well, um, kind of a, a cool way to, to end the interview, Dave. Um, you know, we talked about Oregon fans getting to know you uh, a little bit yes, better. 
Um, you know, do you have a message for, for the Oregon faithful that are, you know, excited to uh, see you strap up those pads on Saturdays? Okay. Um, man, to the Eugene fans, be ready. You know what I mean? Dave Uli, Straw Javita is coming through the building, man. Straw Javita is coming, man. So, but I just want to let the Eugene fans know, you know, we're, we're coming with excitement. This new group that's coming in, the 2022 class, we are going to do great things. You know what I mean? The relationship and bond that we have, and everything like that, the chemistry that we have is awesome. And we're making sure we're still having that chemistry until we come in. And, you know, we're excited for y'all. And I know the Eugene crowd is going to be huge this year, man, because I was out there for the basketball game and they were listening to uh, Coach Lanny. It was awesome. So, you know, the Eugene fan uh, base is crazy. And I just want to let y'all know I'm coming out with a straw hat pretty soon. Straw hat Vita's coming out with a Dutch straw hat. Please tune in, okay? I'm going to try to have a different variety of colors because – my idea is to make sure you have a customized straw hat that represents you, that represents you. Now, we don't, uh, you know, that still has a duck logo on it, but it represents you and your type of design. But, yes, you want to let y'all duck fans well, please support me in that. And, you know, let's get it going. Let's get the whole straw hat industry, you know, uh, using in that straw hat industry, man. And the, the straw hat is, is definitely a unique, uh, I think, aspect, you know, with your character and your swag, Dave. So I love to hear that. Uh, before I get you out of here, man, uh, wanted to give you a chance to to plug any social medias or, or where people can find more of you before we get out of here. Uh, yeah. So if you want to know more about me and ask more questions, go follow my brother, uh, bro Ray. He's on uh, Twitter. If you just type in Ray Yuli, he'll be there. And also my sister. My sister is Irva Yuli. So those are two people that I keep in contact with. And also my other sister, Winnie Yuli. So uh, I'll, I'll be tweeting them out and stuff like that, especially when we go out on our visits. I just want to also let uh, all the Eugene fans know that's like one thing I want to let them know is that those are like the closest people that know things about me. And if you guys have any more questions or stuff, if you guys don't want to shoot it out to me and, you know, you think it's kind of weird, you could shoot out to them and ask them and they'll be cool with it. So, uh, but I'll definitely be tweeting that out soon. All right. Where can people find you on, uh, you know, Twitter, Instagram, all those good things, Dave? Oh, uh, you find me on Twitter at Dave uh, dot Yuli on Twitter and Instagram Oops dot Vita. So yeah, tune in on those. All right, there you have it. That is Oregon twenty twenty two signee Dave Yuli. That'll do it for us on this episode of the Ducks Dish Podcast. Huge thank you to Dave for giving us so much of his time today, and and you know giving us some insight in, into your uh, you know story as an athlete and as an individual. That'll do it for us. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and we will see you guys in the next episode. Yes, sir. School, baby. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about, but why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.